Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, welcome into this edition of UAP Weekly. I am Stephen Diener here with you for the Unidentified Alien Podcast Weekly Edition. And what a week it's been, or actually really week and a half, couple weeks even, leading up to this episode because there is a lot going on. And today we're going to cover the recent events that have been surrounding uh, the, well, the, the villages of Peru, these small villages that are supposedly being terrorized by some type of life form. So we are going to get into that because these reports are in-depth. They are uh, scary. And I'm not really sure what to make it all, of all of it, to be honest with you. So we're going to get into all those details today. Before we do, though, I want to cover some recent developments as well that have come out. Because, as you know, there's been a lot going on. So just a couple of these tidbits First off, I want to uh, first mention David Grush and something that took place late last week, which was the smear campaign, essentially, that came out against him. I, I mean, I could probably do a whole episode on this, but I just wanted to quickly mention it. Just basically how um, disgusting, but also typical it was to see this, you know, smear campaign there really is no other way to say it that came out that said well he had ptsd after his service and he can't be trusted his testimony can't be trusted because of his past problems with mental health and that is just disgusting in so many ways number one you try to you know stigmatize a guy for revealing his mental health issues that he got help for and was cleared by the U.S. military in order to hold the high positions that he held, that he's talked about before. So that's that's number one. I mean, that that is just a gross thing to do to try to bring that up to try to 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 you know delegitimize somebody for something that they got help with, for something that he spoke to Ross Coldheart about. This wasn't really a secret. I mean, the records are out there, but the fact that they got these records and published them is unethical and gross. And that's what they did, just to try to delegitimize the guy, to try to put this this stigma on him of a crazy person, quite frankly, that his word can't be trusted because he suffered from PTSD and had to be checked in for his mental health. And instead of praising a guy for doing that and for getting the help that he needed, they tried to tear him down and say, well, you can't trust him because of so-and-so in the past. And that's just so, so wrong. Thankfully, the people who did all those things have been put in their place. And uh, a lot of people stood up for David Grush in that moment late last week. So a lot of that has been put to bed, but I I hadn't uh, been able to comment on that yet. So I just wanted to throw that out there real quick and just say how, how gross that was. But the other thing that really got me with that was... If they are willing to go to those lengths to try to have this public smear campaign against his name to try to delegitimize his word, then what makes us think that he is lying? 
See, that's when you start to, you have to kind of, you know, go through the weeds and say, well, if they're doing all that to try to, you know, make him seem like a crazy person, so to speak, then what are they trying to hide? Why are they trying to make him seem like that in the public eye? What is their end game to, to, to put these things out, to try to make him seem like an untrustworthy source? It is because they are trying to delegitimize his word and his testimony that he gave in front of Congress two or three weeks ago, whenever that was now, I can't keep track anymore. So it makes you wonder, I kind of, for me at least, it definitely perked up my ears to think, huh, well, if we didn't think David Grush was onto something before, I definitely do now because of the way that they were attacking him to try to tear him down. That's when you know that they are scared of somebody. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Outside of that, I will quickly mention as well, the recent uh, chatter about the missing Malaysian Airlines flight MH370. That's why, well, I mean, it's a famous story. I really don't have to go into the details. You know all about it. But the recent chatter, all the videos that have been out there about you know showing three orbs making a plane disappear. I'm still gathering some information with that. Um, it has definitely intrigued me for sure. Now, my initial feeling, just like a lot of other people, was that, well, this video can't be real. It's too fantastical to be real. This, this satellite imagery showing a plane disappearing while three orbs circle around it. How could that be real? How could that actually, not necessarily how could that be real, but how could that actually be caught on camera? So there's been a lot of questions about this. A lot of people saying that it's real. This is real footage. A lot of people saying that, no, it can't be because of X, Y, Z. So... I'm still gathering information on it. It is absolutely intriguing. It has definitely piqued my interest, to say the least. So you're going to hear a little bit about that, more about that uh, coming up soon. So I'll tell you about that later. So a little teaser there. But just wanted to throw that out there that, yes, I am very much aware of what is happening with the recent talk about the disappearance of uh, MH370 and, and all those videos that are out there. But getting into today, what is happening in Peru? Well, there's been a lot of talk there lately about what some are calling a legit alien invasion. And I want to kind of give a warning here because there are a lot of gory details involved. And I just want to put this out there. Portions of this may be kind of gross or disturbing to you. So if you feel like you need to skip forward at this point or what have you, any point where you feel like, oh, I can't really stomach some of this, then by all means, you're not going to offend me. I don't want to gross you out or traumatize anybody do what you must um but i also at that same token i don't want to do a disservice to anyone by approaching this with kid gloves on so i'm going to give you all the details that i know that i've come across and uh that that i've seen so what is going on well we'll start at the beginning of the terrified peruvian villagers who claim they are under attack from seven-foot-tall aliens who have been dubbed face peelers. And they have been pleading with authorities to send backup. These people are, some, some of the people who are you know, claiming to be attacked are members of what's called the uh, Ikitu tribe. They claim they have suffered repeated attacks by what people are calling aliens. There's even one video going around that I saw showing a man being taken off a boat, and this is where it kind of gets a little gross, um, taken off a boat with his skin and flesh, completely taken off his body from the top of his head, 
top of his forehead from his hairline there to the bottom of his neck where, you know, essentially like your, your clavicle would be. Nothing there but, but bone. And this showed absolute surgical precision in this video that has kind of been floating around over the past few days. They're taking him off this boat. They're bringing him onto the riverbank. And all you see is bone. You see his spinal cord. You see his skull. Um, he still has the hair on his skull. He had like a mohawk. I mean, so again, was it real? I don't know. Was this CGI? I'm just putting it out there telling you the video that, that I saw. It looks like a real video. Wasn't it an old video? Was it something from, you know, uh, a video that a, a drug dealer, you know, sent you a message? Maybe drug dealers, smugglers did this to this guy, and it's an old video from that, and people are trying to pass it off as, you know, these face peelers, uh, you know, in, in recent days with the aliens, so to speak. I don't know, but I do know that this video seemed legit and it was absolutely disturbing. But the thing is, and keep this in mind, a story like that, because it is not the only story out there like that, where someone's face has essentially been peeled. So whatever you make of it so far, the fact is that the citizens of these villages have now called for assistance from the Peruvian military and started conducting their own night patrols to protect the vulnerable villagers. Now, members of the tribe from the San Antonio native community, not Texas, we're talking Peru here, they've reported mysterious figures in dark-colored hoodies attacking the villagers who live in this, uh, you know, small rural area. Now, this is an area that is northeast of Lima, Peru. So just to kind of get our bearings here and keep that uh, location in mind as well, you'll, you'll see in a little while why I say that. After one such attack, actually, there's been a report of a 15-year-old girl who had to be taken to a hospital. There are pictures of this girl with a bandage around her neck. This is a documented incident. Now, again, blame that on whatever you want. This could have been a person. This could have been an attempted kidnapping. This could have been a drug smuggler, gang-related. We don't know. We don't know for sure. But the reports from the villagers in this area, in this region outside of Peru, or I'm sorry, outside of Lima, Peru, are saying that she had uh, an encounter with one of these mysterious figures and like these, you know, dark colored hoods attacking the villagers. Make that, a, you know, make of that what you will. But again, this is a documented incident. She was taken to the hospital. She had a cut across her neck. Now, locals described what they're calling extraterrestrials as having large heads. This is the description from the locals of these are people. Keep this in mind. Okay. These are people who are fighting these things. These are people who are saying they're coming face to face with beings that are terrorizing their villages. It's, it's wild stuff. It really is. It's like something out of a movie, but these are the reports. And they're saying that these, these beings that they're encountering have large heads, yellowish eyes, and they said that they actually seem immune to their weapons. Now, according to some of the reports and the claims, these villagers have been dealing with these attacks nightly for over a month now since July 11th. Now, I hate to have you like take notes here during the show or anything, but also keep that date in mind. Okay, so we have July 11th. We have reports of face peelers 
and just all these incredible things happening that we're going to tie in together here by the end of the show. Now, a Peruvian news outlet, okay, this is this is also important to note. This is something that is being taken seriously locally in Peru in these areas that are, you know, that, that, that they're happening in. Um, this isn't something where people are being ostracized and being, you know, made fun of or being called crazy for saying that they're seeing these things. Th- these things are being reported on by the local news outlets. And there was a witness by one of the news outlets there um, outside of Lima, Peru, that was quoted as saying he had come face to face with one of these so-called aliens. The quote says, we have met almost face to face. His face is hardly visible. He goes on to say, I have seen his whole body floating at a height of one meter, suggesting that the being was indeed hovering. So keep that in mind. I mean, we're talking about someone, a witness who is speaking to local news outlets saying that not only is he saying that the, his, you know, the face of this extraterrestrial is hardly visible, he's come almost face to face with these, these beings, but he's also claiming that their body is floating at a height of one meter, which is, you know, a few feet off the ground if you want to do the conversion. So that's a pretty big claim. You're coming across this floating entity. Now, they've also requested a military presence from the authorities. However, it reportedly takes a 10-hour river trip to reach the community from the main military hub there in Peru. So if you're wondering, you know, why aren't these people getting the help that they need or that they're asking for, it's hard to get to, apparently. You know, it's it's not, uh, the, the logistics of it is not something that is as easy to work out from what they're saying. Now, this re- witness was reported as saying, we need support for our community. The witness said the children do not sleep and the mothers stay up all night. They appear to be armored, these beings. He says that he shot one of them twice and he wasn't injured. He rose and disappeared. He finished by saying, we're very frightened about what's happening here in in our community. Yeah, I would say I would be frightened too. I mean, this guy is talking about an unbelievable encounter here. Unbelievable encounter with a, you know, a face that is hard to see, an entity that is floating a couple feet in the air. They appear to be armored. Their weapons aren't, you know, injuring them when they're shot. He's shooting at it. He shot him twice, he says, and he wasn't injured. He got up and disappeared, not ran away. See, the, the choice of words there is really key by this witness. He didn't say he ran away. He didn't say the entity got up and even, you know, flew off into the sky. He said he rose and disappeared. I mean, are we talking about some type of camouflage technology here? I hate to make this sound like, you know, a Predator movie or something like that. But I can't help but to have that thought in my mind when you're talking about his words of this entity disappearing. That's astonishing to me. He did also add, and this is weird. I've never heard this before with with an encounter or a sighting. He said their shoes are round-shaped which they use to float. He said their heads are long and they wear a mask and their eyes are yellowish. And he says they're experts at escaping. Yeah, I would say if they can disappear on, on, you know, on command there, that's uh that's, that's quite the, the uh, magician's act right there. I, it's, 
it's incredible, really, when you put together. It's an incredible witness testimony. I mean, we've talked about a lot of witness testimonies here on UAP over the past couple of years. That one there, you know, the elongated face, yellowish eyes, we've heard things like that before, but disappearing, you know, being impervious to, to, to weapons, to, to, you know, bullets, floating in the air, uh, just unbelievable. So what are they seeing? Well, we're going to get into some of that stuff here. Let's also add some context to this, though. I have some sound from one of the videos that have surfaced during this ordeal. This was shown on local news in Peru. This has made uh, rounds on social media over the past few days. So you might be familiar with the sound if you've seen the video. But this was reportedly taken by someone while one of these aliens was trying to approach this, this village one night. Now, I'm going to play it first and then explain what's happening because I'm going to warn you, it's loud and it's going to be a lot of screaming. It's about 10 to 12 seconds, so it's not very long and it is in Spanish. So if you know Spanish, you, you'll be able to make it out. Uh, I personally don't. So unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to translate this for you. But honestly, I don't think something like this needs a lot of translation because you can hear the panic and terror in their voices here. Take a listen. Yeah, so you're not going to fake that. Um, gosh, it gave me chills, actually. Jeez. Um, that's not something that, you know, why? Think of it that way. Now, if this was, you know, I hate to stereotype, but somebody in living in you know, Los Angeles, who's trying to get an acting gig and they decide to make a fake video for YouTube to get clicks and get noticed by some studio, you know, then you could say, all right, maybe, you know, this is a trained actor. They're trying to show off their skills. They're making this fake video to freak people out. They're using CGI to show what looks like an alien in the background. Those are all very plausible things. But if you take that theory to a small Peruvian village where you just have these you know, humble villagers in a rural area, what reason do they have to fake something like that? To put out what sounds to me like actual terror in their voices, in fear, screaming at something. You hear a dog barking. You can have someone act all they want, okay? But when a dog is barking in the background, there is something there. Now, whether that's a human dressed up as an alien, whether that's a drug smuggler, whether that's somebody else, or whether this is an extraterrestrial being, there is something there that is foreign to these people and that is foreign to the dog. Because that's what gets me. So when a dog is barking like that, you know it's normally for a reason. And you know normally that reason is they either don't know the person or whoever's there or they don't like them. So you can't fake the stress in a dog's bark. And that is a true indicator to me that they were experiencing something. Now, in that video, and I'll, I'll try to put this out on Twitter. I'll, you know, uh, repost some of this stuff on, you know, X slash Twitter um, later on. If you haven't seen this video, what it shows is, just to add the context to it, it's people on their farm, in their village, um, shining a flashlight. It's at night, and they're shining a flashlight in the background and they're screaming at this being that you can make out. I mean, you see 
God, it gives me chills thinking about it. You see what looks like um, an alien's face. It's the it's the classic long face that you hear about on like tall grays, the big eyes, and you can actually make that out in the background um, in this video as they're shining the flashlight, you know, yelling at this thing, essentially yelling at it from some of the translations that I've heard to go away, to leave, you know, calling it like a like a piece of crap and things like that. Um, I didn't play the whole clip. I don't know if they said that during the 12 seconds that I played, but that's what some of the translations from what I heard from other videos talking about from, from this video where these, these people took and screaming at this entity that was on their property, yelling at it to leave, to go away. It's incredible stuff. So again, you can see the video. I'll put it out there on Twitter if you haven't seen it already. And you can see for yourselves, you know, what, what, you can kind of make as the shape of an alien's face. Whether or not that's what it was, they're screaming at somebody. The dog is barking at somebody. They're experiencing terror and fear. Something's happening in that video that caused them to have that reaction. There is no question about that. So now with all that said, what are these villagers to do? Are they getting any help? Well, interestingly enough... The U.S. military had actually sent warships towards Peru with American soldiers and supplies back in June to help with what they referred to as a political upheaval that was happening in the country. So keep this in mind. So they sent that back in June, actually on June 11th. And then exactly one month later, July 11th, is when these attacks started to uh you know, surface and get reported. When it comes to the political upheaval, you can actually look that up. There is you know, a lot of uh, problems in Peru right now when it came to, uh, you know, it's just different stuff with their, like, their elections and this side accusing that side and a lot of protests and things like that. You know, that apparently that happens in a lot of countries. So it got pretty bad, and the U.S. sent a couple of ships over there with soldiers to help keep the peace, according to the reports. So since these reports have come out, the news just broke a few days ago, actually, that these U.S. military personnel have been ordered to stay in Peru, in the uh, Lima area, until the end of this year, 2023. And just to add to that a little bit, Brazil has also sent three warships to Peru in order to take part in what they are calling training exercises with the U.S. personnel who are there. Now, you can make of that what you will. But I ask this question, could all this unrest have anything to do with the sudden and reportedly violent appearances of these, what are being called, aliens? These attacks, again, these reports of these attacks, I should say, began on July 11th, exactly one month before the U.S. forces arrived on June 11th. It's also being reported that they were working on setting up a Space Force station in the Lima area. Are all these things coincidences? I'm just telling you the facts of what are out there. So you can make any connections that you want there. But that's that's what's happening. Now, on top of the reported human mutilations that we were talking about earlier, these, you know, face peelers that they're being called, there have also been reports of animal mutilations, which, you know, how many times have we heard about those things? Specifically in that of pigs, and it was done in the same surgically precise way, leaving behind no blood or residue on the ground itself. So how could that be? And of course, we've heard many stories of cattle mutilations and other animal you know, mutilations. And it's like, here we go again. You know, you hear about this 
for decades now. But right now, it is supposedly happening in South America. We've heard about it in America. We've heard about it in different countries. So why these specific type of you know animal mutilations, not only in the United States, but in South America and in other countries? You know, it's always been brought up, is this just an American thing? You know, we had the congressional hearing. People are like, well, is this just United States? That seems implausible. Well, apparently not if we're talking about South America and in Peru right now. And there's one important note to make here that's, you know, this phenomenon is, is, is not new. Things like this have been reported in ancient tales and also not so ancient tales. So what does that mean? Some stories going back to petroglyphs that have been found on cave walls in Central and South America and even in Australia on the other side of the world depicting similar beings to what are being described now in these attacks in Peru. And they're being described in these petroglyphs on walls from thousands of years ago. How could that be? And then not so ancient tales of these face peelers. There's one reported uh, 10 years ago in 2013 in Peru, actually, by a local newspaper. So to be exact, on September 28th, 2013, it was reported that a faceless body was found near a lake and there were no signs of drowning no signs of a beating, an animal attack, or use of slashing weapons, according to this report. And the locals spoke of ships, you know, in the air and of the face peeler tails. This is something, it's important to note, that has been in Peruvian culture for a long time when it comes to the tales of what, you know, translates to the face peelers. These are things that this isn't just a, you know, a 2023 thing where people are saying they're under attack from aliens and they're peeling faces. This is stuff that has been told by generations and passed down these tales of these face peelers who come and attack, you know, villages in Peru. It's 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 hard to fathom. It's hard to wrap your head around it. But this is what has been going on. And again, this report from a local paper there, is from September 28th, 2013, talking about this. And it's important to note because you talk about, well, you know, it could have been gang-related, drug dealers, smuggling, whatever. Again, no signs of drowning from this report in 2013. No signs of beating, an animal attack, or slashing weapons. We're talking about precision, just the, the face is peeled off. No skin, no flesh, nothing, just bone. If you want to look up the article, you can check out, uh, I think it's called Impetu, I-M-P-E-T-U, the uh, Impetu newspaper um, out of Peru back in 2013. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty wild. But that just goes to show you, like I said, this is stuff that's been going on for a while. These are things that they've been talking about there for, for years and years now. And it just, it's getting a lot of attention now. And of course, social media plays a huge part in that because we're seeing the pictures and the videos of all these different reports. And just to further point out the South American connection, this one here, because we talk about, there's also been reports of giant luminous beings who are floating in these uh, Peruvian sightings. And something like that was reported in 1983 in Bolivia. Now, this sounds like the descriptions of what people are saying in Peru right now. Giant luminous floating beings in 1983 were seen causing panic at Ventia, an indigenous tribe in Bolivia. During the same incidents, a UFO reportedly caused interference and stopped a diesel train motor. 
Now, think about that for a second. How does a UFO cause interference with a diesel train motor? You know, just last week I spoke to Robert Salas and we were talking about how, you know, the famous Maelstrom case that he was a part of where these UFOs appeared over the base and they shut down the nukes. You know, they disabled everything. That's computerized. You know, like those you can talk about EMPs and things like that. Electronics. I've never heard of something with a diesel engine using, you know, diesel fuel as its power source being shut down in 1983. But those are reports out of Bolivia. So you have a lot of these connections in South America. You have 40 years ago, 1983, reports of giant luminous beings that are being talked about 40 years later now in Peru. And then you have 10 years ago in Peru, reports of face peelers that are being talked about now in 2023. So these connections, these things, they're not random. These reports have been out there. And when you start to put it all together and piece it all together, it really kind of starts to you know, become a little startling. Like, okay, what the heck is going on here? This isn't just, you know, a random thing that's happening. It's um, certainly an attention grabber. That is for sure. But I think that those are all just examples of what I was saying earlier, too. This is not just an American thing. Like some naysayers have been saying, oh, why does it always seem like this is happening in America? Well, clearly it's not. So this is happening not only in America and South America, but all over the world, as we have, you know, illustrated on many different episodes, many different times, of UAP. And actually, one of the things that happened in America recently with the congressional hearings with the witnesses might be happening soon in Brazil. I found this very fascinating. Some reports out of uh, Brazil are saying that the Senate staff approached some insiders asking about different questions that could be asked in a Senate hearing with you know, witnesses and testimony and things like that, like we just had in the United States with, of course, David Grush and David Fravor and Ryan Graves. Now, whether it be to that extent is, you know, a a different question, but there are reports out there that the Brazilian Senate could be getting ready to actually discuss the UFO topic. So again, for everybody who is saying, well, it seems like this is just in America, that's kind of weird. Obviously, it's not because it is being paid attention to in Brazil now by their Senate. And, of course, the phenomenon in Peru, Bolivia, we spoke about. Brazil has stories. We've talked about sightings in Chile. So this South America as a whole is, in my opinion, hugely overlooked as a hotbed for UAP activity and otherworldly activity, really. And I mean, my gosh, who can forget Virginia? Of course, the Virginia case happened in Brazil. So they have very good reason to take these reports seriously in South America. And quite frankly, we do too. This is a story for the world. This isn't a United States thing. This isn't a South America thing. This, what's happening now, what has been happening for a long time, is a story for our world and a time for our world to realize that this involves all of us. This isn't just about one culture or one state or one city or one country or one continent. This is an everybody thing. And I think the sooner we can all kind of come together on that, maybe the sooner things will really start to come out more. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's naive thinking on my, on my part, but I like to try to stay positive. But that's, that's the truth in my eyes. We kind of have to come together on this stuff because it affects everybody. But what is happening currently with the situation? You might be wondering. 
What are our authorities saying about it? I mean, are they just ignoring it? Well, those are two very different questions. Now, for one, it's important to say that as it stands here today, as I speak to you now, the Peruvian people are taking this very seriously. There are daily news reports, like we mentioned earlier from the, 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 the video that you heard a little while ago. And they, they talk about all this and the people in these villages, they are like legit scared for their lives. These are things that are not being swept under the rug or brushed away as crazy people ranting and raving. These, these news reporters and these news outlets in Peru are taking the reports seriously and, and they are doing stories on it. Now, just as an example, listen to this clip here from a firsthand video. This was obtained by a local Peruvian news outlet. You're going to hear men shouting in Spanish accompanied by what sounds like gunshots. I I can't confirm that, but it sounds like that to me, and it makes sense because that would match up to some of the witness testimony we heard earlier, talking about how they've been shot, they, they shoot these things, and it seems like it doesn't work. Um, but in this video, they're actively chasing one of these beings that they say they're being attacked by. So just, well, go ahead, listen to this. Yeah, so as you can hear, this is this is no joke to them. You know, other people might think it's funny, but that is um that's serious stuff. I mean, shouting, screaming, shooting. They are they they feel threatened by someone or something that is happening down there. And the question is, I guess, what is it, right? That that is the ultimate question. Everybody has their own speculations. So this is interesting. There's a picture going around now on social media that shows a reported luminous alien walking through the jungle. And that matches up with what I was talking about earlier with 1983 reports out of Bolivia with the giants, I say giant, you know, seven to eight feet luminous extraterrestrials that were spotted in Bolivia 40 years ago, according to those witness reports. And now there's... People are saying that, yeah, we have a picture of it. And that's floating around on social media and on on Twitter slash X. And I'll share that, too, on the UAP Twitter account at UAPodcast850 on Twitter. So I'll share that and the other video from earlier so you can see these things if you haven't seen them already. Maybe you have. But I'll, I'll do my best to get that out there as soon as possible so you can at least refer to that on the uh, Twitter X account for UAP at UAPodcast850. 850. So it's, um, you know, look, is the picture real? We don't know, but you can take a look and, and see for yourself what I'm talking about. The fact of the matter is the main point, this is all still happening today. This hasn't gone away. It hasn't really stopped. People are still dealing with this stuff day and night. So now what? How does this all end? I mean, if they're dealing with all this, something's got to happen, right? Well, according to a response from Peruvian authorities, these attacks and events are not related to alien life whatsoever. So maybe that's why they're just kind of letting it go. Because they say these things are happening. And this is a suggestion that has been made. So I'm just going to tell you what it is. That it's been happening because of tall men who are illegal gold miners flying with jetpacks. Yes, according to these authorities, what is attacking and terrorizing these villagers are indeed men in green bulletproof suits wearing jetpacks to illegally mine and transport gold from these remote areas of Peru. I guess, you know, if you want to think about Spider-Man, kind of like the Green Goblin, that's what I thought about, you know, the yellowish eyes, the long face, green 
armor. I mean, it's, it's hard not to think about that. But at least that's what comes to mind for me. In fact, there was even a picture, and this is interesting, okay? This, this, this is what has really kind of pulled me to the side where there's something going on here. Because there's a picture going around that MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, they investigate all these things. They do a lot of work when it comes to, you know, uh, legitimizing or debunking different cases, different reports. They talk to a lot of witnesses. MUFON has come out and said that it is indeed men on jetpacks illegally mining gold out of Peru. And by they for proof, they showed a picture of a little girl. I'm just guessing here, maybe about 10 or 11 years old, holding up a phone. And the picture on her phone is a perfectly photographed man flying with a jetpack in a, in a black suit. And they're showing that. And using that as an example of saying, see, this little girl got this picture. It's clear as day. That's a guy with a jetpack. And it is clear as day. It is a guy with a jetpack. It's so clear that it was actually already found as a stock image online. Yeah, that's right. It's such a great picture <laughs> that you would think, wow, that, that looks like it was professionally taken. Look how well that's focused and zoom and in the frame. That's almost like a professional took that. That's because they did. That's because the picture that they had on this phone of this little girl holding up was already found online, and they tried to pass that off as proof of, look, see, they already took pictures. Here's your proof. They took pictures of the guys on jetpacks. That's, that's just despicable, quite frankly, because it's, it's intentionally misleading the public to try to convey a, an agenda. What is the agenda here? Why would MUFON be involved with putting on a false narrative to say, hey, this is this picture here was taken. Here you go. We have proof. Here's the guy in the jetpack that we're talking about. That's not that's not the picture. I mean, why would they be involved with an agenda to say that was the case? Now, it could be guys on jetpacks, illegal gold miners, drug smugglers, whatever, you know, wearing these suits to, to ward off and scare off villagers, attacking them to keep them away from their hordes of gold or, or drugs. Absolutely. It could be that maybe it is, but what takes me, what, what makes me pause in that thought is asking that question. Why are they trying to pass off a photo that was already online as the real deal? I don't know. And one more question pops into my mind as we're talking about this. Why hasn't anybody reported hearing the jetpacks? Jetpacks are loud. I mean, look up any video from, from a jetpack or anybody test flying one, one of these things. They're not quiet. You can hear these things, especially like in a remote village. That sound would travel for miles. No one's reported hearing a loud sound of, you know, some type of mini jet engine, like, like a jetpack. That would be pretty loud and people would report that sound. I'm just saying it's something to consider. So as you can see, there's a lot of questions with this and a lot of speculation. But I will ask you this. Which explanation sounds more plausible after going through all these details today? Because one thing here is an indisputable fact. These people are being terrorized by someone or something. You cannot argue that. There's no question about it. But the question remains, which story do you believe? An ancient race of aliens that have resurfaced? Or is it gold smugglers or other type of nefarious smugglers 
using jetpacks and costumes to scare away the locals. As always here on UAP, it is up to you to decide. But that will do it for me for today on this uh, wild episode, honestly, of UAP Weekly. And thank you, as always, thank you so much uh, for joining me and, and for listening and Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Um, of course, I'll keep you updated on all things UAP, future episodes right there on the Twitter handle at UAP Podcast 850. Um, UAP episode 73 is on the way soon, hopefully. I'll be working on that. I did mention uh, at the beginning of the episode about uh, the, the recent developments with the disappearance of the Malaysian Air Flight MH370. Um, I am working on some details there. I'm gathering the information still. I'm, I'm taking this one slow. I know there's a lot of stuff that's been coming out over the past few days with this, with that video of the plane supposedly you know, being teleported by those three orbs that were flying around it. I'm going to do a follow-up episode on MH370 uh, and, and talk about that on UAP episode 73. So listen out for that. I'll let you know when it's coming, but that is in the works. Of course, don't forget to download and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. It is everywhere. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you decide to download your podcasts. You can follow the show, like I said earlier, on Twitter at UAPodcast850 if you aren't following on there already. I do post updates. I you know, keep engaged with everybody. Um, you can reach out to me directly there. I try to answer everybody as best I can. Tell me what's on your mind. Trust me, I hear what's on everybody's mind, good or bad, so I uh, do my best to keep up. Um, also, speaking of keeping up on the email side, if you'd rather email, you can do that at uh, Gmail, sdeaneruap at gmail.com. That's S-D-I-E-N-E-R-U-A-P at gmail.com. So on that note, thank you all again for everything. This I feel like there's, there's like more that I want to say because I just found this this episode and this topic so fascinating and intriguing that I just, I want to know more about what's going on. It's like, it's unbelievable that this stuff is actually happening down there in Peru and people are dealing with what could be possible alien invasion or attacks. Whatever's happening is, is happening, whatever it might be. So, you know, if there's more updates with this, then I'll definitely keep you updated as, as time goes on. But man, just incredible stories here today. Hopefully you thought so as well. Um, but on that note, again, thank you every th- for everything as always. Thank you for listening and for making this show what it has become. I can't overstate how much your support really means to me. So until next time, right here on UAP Weekly Edition, it's Stephen Diener right here, Unidentified Alien Podcast. I will speak to you again soon, hopefully on UAP Episode 73 coming soon. Until then, have a great day. And again, thank you very much.